0: Every day we whistle in Pilots and Petards
1: Podcast. Welcome to the Pilots and Petards Podcast. This is Drew, the pragmatic and bleeding heart cyclops of this podcast. And I'm Jimbo, the
0: anti-millennial, non-conforming, existentialist, pilot critic, and Kenya the Podcast.
2: And guess who's back? The Woo! motherfucking magical Mismo, master of pilots, nobos, and spoilers.
0: And joining us, returning hoister,
3: Zero. Zero, would you like to say anything? Uh, just that I'm Zero. Oh, and I am happen to be trivia champion.
2: <laughs> Johnny gave
3: me a number one champion piece of bling that I got to pass on to the next champion. Plus, we have a trophy now. I don't know if you guys saw the trophies. Oh, what?
1: Johnny no. doesn't know how the post office works, so I am glad that that was passed on. Yes, and this is the podcast with nothing much ado about
0: aircrafts, but potentially everything to do with the first episode of a filmic series.
2: Disclaimer, petard is a word, a real word, and petards are bombs. Look it up and read your Shakespeare folks.
1: Yep, Pilots and Petards is a proud member of the But community of podcasts.
2: And we'd like to thank today's sponsor, the Biden Foundation, for the ad-free listening. We're hoping Dr. Biden will join us for an episode in 2019. Where did that come from?
1: You've been gone for a little yeah. bit, though. We've, we're growing. <laughs> Also, here's a fuck you to Crooked Media, although if that's your thing, that's fine. And here's also a fuck you for uh, Bill Maher. Okay, Bill Maher, again, if you're thrashing about the pop culture tar pit like the dinosaur that you are, feel free to just sink faster. Like really, Bill Maher, we don't wish you any ill will. We just wish that you wouldn't constantly struggle against the growing tide of political and entertainment professionals who are more professional, better informed, more interesting, and finally more tech savvy than your salty baby morass. Just go away, Bill Maher. No one likes you here. So contact us to sponsor a show or to slander a rival. We will gladly do either for money. If you enjoyed today's ad-free listening, then
0: you owe us. We could stack never-ending crooked ads and create sob stories about why we need your money, but we don't. So repay us by going online, check the show notes, click on the link for our survey, and you could win a $25 gift card to the company of your choice. The survey is for loyal hoisters. So to be eligible for question number 1, put in your contact number, email or telephone number. We want honest feedback on the survey and the results of this survey will definitely influence the Pilots and Patards podcast moving on in 2019. And if Drew or Zero is willing, if we get over 50 responses for the survey, then I think Zero or maybe Drew will be willing to sponsor another $25 oh.
3: gift card.
1: We will we will talk to the boss. I will consult Tori.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll do that.
2: New Year who oh, it is. Oh, okay. Thanks, Zero. All right. Thanks,
0: Zero. So you heard it there, Hoisters. 50 responses on the survey, and then we will give out two $25 gift cards.
2: That's enticing, folks. So join us today as we cast judgment and determine if the existential artificial intelligence mystery Western, Westworld, will be hoisted or not hoisted. That is the question.
1: So, Hoistlers, let's, let's get some background on this show. And Mo, welcome back. Why don't you start us off?
2: Sure. Thanks, guys. Thanks for um, holding the fort while I've been gone. And it's glad to, I'm glad to be back. Really excited. I've missed you guys.
0: Tell us your background on this show, Mo.
2: So, I, what? <laughs> I'm just trying to say hello. Damn.
0: Nice. Yeah, we're gonna have some good shop talk.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. I'll save it. I'll save it. Um. So my background is I watched the whole series, and in general, I have I had mixed feelings about it. But yeah, that's all I'll say. And
0: Zero has some old school background. Zero, you want to hit us with your background?
3: Well, the only background I had was from the original movie in 1973. That that basically was all my background was was the movie. You know, I know, remember the actors that were in it and all that kind of stuff, you know. And this episode was a a
0: a hoister's choice by Fitz, who sponsored HBO Month.
1: Month ish. Thank you, Fitz. This pilot specifically premiered after the season finale of the last season of Game of Thrones. I had major show, um, show drain, whatever that clever commercial is, where like you just feel bad because the show you like is over. I tried to watch Westworld and I just like, I took out my sour feelings from No More, Game of Thrones on it, and I, just, I couldn't finish like after the fourth episode. So it was cool to come back and watch the pilot from a better perspective and a better place. And Game of Thrones returns in April, so I'm happy.
0: And then just some show background in general. So the original movie was created by novelists by Michael Crichton. You might know him from Jurassic Park. And then the series on HBO was created and modified by Christopher Nolan and his wife, Lisa Joy. And so there are some big timers. J.J. Abrams is also a executive producer.
3: Having J.J. Abrams, uh, you know, an executive <laughs> director or producer doesn't uh, cut any ice with me. Yes, yeah. and the
0: pilot episode that's not really a pilot, but the first episode called The Original was directed by Christopher Nolan. And there is some hints that this series is a continuation of the original Westworld movie and the sequel,
1: Future World. And Drew's going to hit us with that
0: two-sentence
1: summary. Yep. All right, so welcome to the ultimate theme park where the thrills are real and the stakes are high, or are they? Where is the real drama? Is it in the Old West or is it behind the scenes? Stay tuned to find out if you should give a steaming pile of crap and watch Westworld. And so this is our
0: mini-sode. We are just going to evaluate the the first episode, the original, it's going to be spoiler-free, and then we will have the extended discussion release in a few days. So stay tuned for that. And first off, we're going to hit up with some highs and some lows and anything in between. So, Zero, how about you start us off?
3: Uh, there, there's probably a couple high points that I would say I like, uh, but I I had to watch it twice probably maybe almost three times before I could find a high point. And that, the, my high point was when the the gang comes into the bar and uh, two of uh, the 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 gang are going to start harassing this girl by the piano. You know, I don't know what it was going to lead to. Maeve Millie shoots one in the face and then shoots the other one in the face. And I thought I, I really liked that.
2: Yeah, that was a good scene.
3: Yeah, that's Thandie Newton.
1: She's great. She's great in everything. I don't know if you guys saw Solo, but she was like one of the best parts of that movie.
0: And I can add a, almost the exact opposite response to Zero. I felt the show had very low and shallow low points, but still doing a couple things wrong. Like what? Well, I would say since we just transitioned, there's definitely missing a deep conflict, which is kind of a big deal because this is the first episode and we should want to know what's going to go on in the future.
2: Yeah, there's nothing really to invest you as a watcher.
1: No, there's a lot of, like, not very likable people. It's all setting. You yeah, know, it's all beautiful. You know, it's all really intriguing. It's all, like, well shot. It's all well done. But I need a little bit more hand-holding. You know, like, who should I care about? Because no one was really sympathetic enough or no one was really intriguing enough. Except for, like, I think one of my high points I'll talk about was what did actually pull me in. But even then, yeah, it was it was 65 minutes of interesting things that didn't necessarily have to be the same story. It could have been a series of short stories or an anthology. I think it was closer to 70, but
0: but I have to agree. The production value was excellent. The intrigue, I really enjoyed. The writing was decent. The attention to detail was also cool. And the visuals, I mean, just just the landscapes and just a lot of really cool nature scenes.
2: And who doesn't love a period piece? I'm always a sucker for the detail in the costumes and having to kind of go back and forth between the modern and the Western. So abruptly and making that transition was really smooth, um, which helps the story kind of follow along. It's not as confusing and jolting.
1: No, that was definitely one of my high points because I just noticed like an excellent contrast in tone. It was never unclear what um, universe or what I guess like world we were in. Like we always knew we were in the Western world or we always knew we were in the highly technological world. And when um, there was... Kind of a clash between those two. It was very interesting. That was the most interesting part of the pilot to me when those two worlds merged.
0: There, there was also a cool thing where, like, the start of the pilot is also the end of the pilot. You know, so they had that circular, like, opening and closing.
2: Yeah, that helps. That helped me at least understand relatively where this was going. That last few seconds probably tied everything together, but not very, not in a nice little bow. It was still you're left in the dark.
0: I'll say watching it twice really helps. And you definitely see those details. So Hoisters, if you're going to watch this, you need to pay close attention. Put the cell phone away, maybe turn on the captions because there is a lot of detail that definitely contribute to what's going on in the, in the world.
1: I have the captions turned on for all the shows I watch now, partially because we do this show, but also I've heard other people talk about doing it. And it really does add to your experience.
2: I've always done that since I grew up. My parents are ESL.
3: <laughs> Zero, what's a low point? The My lowest point was that it was so confusing. And I, I had to watch the introduction, I would say, probably six times and pause it and did everything I could to try to make sense of it. And I, I it was just really confusing for me. I was almost not going to want to do the podcast because <laughs> I, I, I felt so unprepared for it, you know? <laughs> But then after I watched it the second time, it, it was getting better. It's not It's not U-Zero, it's the pilot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like We watch a pilot twice because we do this show. Having to watch a pilot twice just to understand the pilot is not a good sign. No, not at um, all. And it's definitely
0: not what you want to do. I would even add, I bet if we just skip the pilot, like anyone, like Hoisters, if you just start with episode two, I don't think you'll miss anything. Like anything important in
3: the first episode, they're going to come back to you.
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: I think you'd miss a lot if you didn't watch the pilot. The last scene of the pilot led you to believe there's more going on to what we were seeing. All right, so fine.
1: Watch the very last scene, and I think you'd be okay.
3: No, that is not what I said.
1: (laughs) I'll throw out one last high point. Um, Anthony Hopkins uh, was the standout performer. Not my MVP, Um, but he. it seems like not only is he acting well but it seems like he's having fun too you know he's chewing the scenery He's, uh you know having a lot of uh, a lot of fun with this role it seems like this is the type of role that an actor especially an older actor would enjoy you know just like planting seeds and being mysterious and just being weird old creepy guy and he did a really great job in that performance
0: let's move yeah let's move on ah okay all right, hoisters, and now we're gonna move into the moment before the moment we've all been waiting for. Are we going to watch or rewatch this show? Zero, you gonna watch it?
3: Uh, I I think uh, since TV and movies, and Netflix, and all those other things are, are my whole life, I probably will uh, continue watching it. Yeah. I'll say I'm probably going to watch it because Mrs. Nomalus
0: really liked it. She actually went and read all the summaries for the like maybe for maybe the first season. <laughs> so I will probably watch it with her, <laughs> but if it wasn't for her, I don't think I care about any plot point or character in this series enough to watch the second episode.
2: Yeah, I'm deaf. I watched the whole series and I regretted it completely.
1: Oh,
3: ooh.
2: I was just invested in it. Like the second season was total trash. Um, the first one's not oh. as bad, but anyway. So no, will not. Thandie Newton is like the only redeeming quality.
1: Nice Mo, petard's throne. I might watch this, but also Killing Eve just came on Hulu.
2: Oh my gosh, I watched it. I'm obsessed.
1: Okay, Mo, maybe I'm gonna watch Killing Eve because Moe's endorsement was not very good, and we're we all seem to be kind of down on westworld
2: (laughs) you get really (laughs) desensitized to all the violence too which is kind of a weird feeling
1: all right so no i'm gonna
0: watch killing eve thanks mo all right hoisters and now the moment you've all been waiting for to hoist or not to hoist that is the question for any new listeners if we hoist a pilot that means it's not good if we not hoist it that means it's good enough what is it Mo?
2: I mean, even though I wouldn't rewatch it and as a series, I didn't enjoy it as much. I would not hoist this because it's a a solid pilot.
1: Yeah, I'm with Mo. This is a beautifully shot pilot. There's a lot of cool, interesting things happening. It's kind of fun. Doesn't mean it's the best pilot we've ever watched, but it is acceptable. So put that on a box, HBO. And I will also say not
0: hoist. There are some definite problems with it, but it is a very solid short story, at least, if not a pilot. (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna hoist it
3: oh why zero hoist
2: it hoist it
3: the reason i'm gonna hoist it is because like i said it was so confusing and i had to watch it so many times the, the wife even told me that uh, uh she, she couldn't watch that thing anymore it's too confusing she couldn't understand it and i think that most people that started watching that if they didn't have any background in it they wouldn't enjoy the movie even though it doesn't have nice scenery
0: Just to build on that, this thing's definitely pressing the threshold of too
1: much work to enjoy. Yes, it is a lot of work. That's a very good way to put it. And Mo makes it seem like it is not worth it.
2: It just was weird. Fair. Coming up is Quest for the Best slash Worst or the Put It Anywhere Guys.
0: For any new listeners, we have a running list on our website. It's live. Go and check it out. I think we're getting very close to 60 episodes, and we are ranking... This is the 60th. And so where is the first episode, the original, for Westworld going to fall? I think um, it's better than Punisher. So we have, we have Punisher coming in at 21. I, I think we have a new 21.
1: I'm going to push back a little bit because Punisher has a protagonist... You know, who I understand who it is. I'm a little bit hesitant to go above Friday Night Lights because, again, also Friday Night Lights made me feel emotions and had a story and also set up the show. and was kind of pretty, too. It was a little bit cinematic. So I think you're in the right neighborhood.
2: I would say it should be in the top third for sure. I would say it's not as good as Friday Night Lights.
1: I would agree with that statement because I, I like mo like a story. I think it should go above South Park. I also think this is better than South Park. All right, Hoisters,
0: we have a new 23 in between Friday Night Lights in South Park. And so now, Hoisters, for our mini episode, we are going to finish off the show with our petardar.
1: So on my petardar is um, this is a Michael Crichton book and a Michael Crichton story. But I don't actually think it's his best kind of early sci-fi. Like, this was one of his first couple books. I think a better one is a book called The Andromeda Strain. It's about some scientists who may or may not release, like, a lethal virus out into the world. And it's one of Michael Crichton's earliest works. It's pre-Jurassic Park by quite a few years. And I think it's a really good um, example of some of his best sci-fi writing. Oh, I also want to throw out X-Men because Cyclops is in this pilot. And every time he was on screen, I was like... No, Cyclops, no! Okay, that's my petardar.
2: <laughs> Did you also notice the guy that's in Lost is also one of the cowboys?
3: Which one was it?
2: At the end, like the really hot one that talks to New Newton. He's like some Brazilian <laughs> on Lost. The one who gets bit by a like a bug that makes you paralyzed, and then he gets buried alive.
1: Oh, that episode is famous. Are you, are you recommending that Lost episode? Is that your petardar, Mo?
2: Sure, why not? I couldn't think of one. I think that's a great one.
1: <laughs> the second worst episode of Lost, <laughs> right after when Jack got
3: a tattoo.
2: <laughs> that's actually real.
3: <laughs> if you like Westworld, the series, definitely go back and watch the 1973 Westworld, the movie. It's it's pretty, pretty interesting, real easy to understand. And then they made a sequel called Future World. And that also was entertaining. If you like that kind of thing about... An amusement park that they control by Android and stuff.
0: There is a short story by Kin Liu. It's called The Algorithms for Love. It is excellent. I love that story. I have taught it with my high schoolers. And it's kind of about that line between AI and being human and it kind of being fuzzy. So, Westworld definitely has that, like drawing a really fuzzy line between what is, you know, artificial intelligence versus real living intelligence. And hoisters, this is going to conclude our mini episode. Like I said, stay tuned. In a couple days we're gonna have our extended our extended discussion. We're gonna go into our filmic analysis and interpretation. We're gonna dive into those dangling threads and we're gonna do our petard trivia. So as always, we would like to thank Jake Drew for our opening and outro intro outro music. We are on Twitter, Instagram. In fact, click in the show notes, add the new Pilots and Petards, Twitter. Also, take our sh- survey. Click on the link. The survey will take you four to five minutes Less and you that. can win $25. All right. Everyday I'm hoistling. Drew out. Everyday we hoistling. Jimbo out.
2: Everyday I'm hoistling. Mo out.
3: Jules out. Hoistling.